everyone. Welcome back for episode 11 of the Simply Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris. How we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, we've got the show for you. And right. this week, uh, our show's going to be a little bit different from stuff that we've done prior, because we're going to try and make a big focus on video games. Yeah. Um, we've gotten a little bit of that feedback that we should, you know, we say video games up top, we should probably you know, back that up, so... We're going to talk all about some of, not necessarily the best, but some of our favorite post-apocalyptic games. Um, we aren't really doing like a ranking or a review, just brief discussion of each game and moving forward, because we've got quite a bit each, I think, so we don't want to get yeah. bogged down. As we saw with, the, with episode 10.5, <laughs> we get pretty breathy pretty quick. Um, but which, by the way, I wanted to point out, we got quite a bit of engagement pretty quick on that 10.5, so you know, I appreciate you guys listening, and let oh, us know yeah. if... Yeah, I mean, we can try and figure out a different recording schedule if, you know, a weekend release works better for people. Because um, we did. We got quite a bit of engagement pretty quick on that. So that was good to see that mm -hmm. people were interested in that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just give us some of that feedback. Um, <clears throat> before we get into, you know, talking about our games, we need to talk about uh, some casting news for Dune Part 2. Okay. Uh, the fact that Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, its trailer generated, like, a ton of interest. That's right. There were some did. leaked images from a potential oh. Silent Hill reboot. Oh, no, dead ass. Dead ass, yeah. Oh shit. We got a couple pieces of news, very different pieces of news about the uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and Bethesda announced a couple of gaming delays. So, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bethesda. The downer, but you got to talk about. I've played Fallout seventy six, like on the topic of Bethesda. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but like, it loses I feel like you after quickly. you, yeah, it's like I explored the entire map. Now what? Yeah. And it also, I, I don't know, but it's not in my list. I don't know if it's in your list. Uh, we'll talk about it. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll save that. Uh, but no, if, if you're ready, we'll in jump it. into it. Oh, yeah. Jump. I'm already in. Into our, our yeah, the list. water's warm. The <laughs> water's fine. All right. So yeah, we'll start at the top here. Dune part two has cast its Emperor Shaddam IV. Okay. Uh, Christopher Walken is going to be the Emperor. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and honestly, I'm like, uh, at first I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that, because Walken's very much like almost an impersonation of himself at this point. Yeah. Um, but I've seen him in roles that were like pretty serious roles, and he does a very good job. Yeah. Uh, so I do have a lot of faith in him. I just, yeah, my first thought is like, you know, well, you see, you know, yeah. I run the known universe. And you're like, I don't know be loud I... with your thoughts, not <laughs> your skirts. Uh, but no, he's actually the, I mean, when you think about it, he's just the newest star to an already really packed cast, which includes other newcomers like Florence Pugh and Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis, uh, oh, yeah. which is looking to be a big thing. I didn't put it in the news, but apparently Priscilla Presley got to see the Elvis movie and uh, she was like over the moon about it. Dang. I, I was so telling you, every time I from see a family each trailer. Member. Yeah. Uh, so as well as you got your returning cast members, uh, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Javier Bardem and several others. Um, so it's shooting, it should be shooting this summer uh, in Budapest. And when you think about it, like part one grossed like $400 million at the box office, which was relatively small for its budget. But it was also a part of Warner Brothers' weird, like, streaming day and date strategy of release that they did to try and combat the pandemic, where yeah. the same day it releases, it's also available on streaming. And so I really think that did impact the box office, obviously, because 
it also, I'm sure, was a movie that some people were torn on whether they wanted to go see it or not, so they just saw it on streaming. Uh, but also, I feel like, you know, because that was during a heavier part of the pandemic, they kind of mm-hmm. came in clutch and were like, nah, like, we, this is for the people. Give them something to watch. Right. right. I'm out of respect did, for it, though. It did get 10 Academy Award nominations, so it's very possible that, like, word of mouth would lead to the sequel seeing a much larger return than, mm-hmm. obviously, the, the first one did. Yeah, for sure. But we've we've got to get you to see Dune because it is very good. Um, I know. Now, I, yeah, now you've I got really all these all these cast members coming in that you are a fan of. You've got to see them. Yeah, I. You've got Mister Walken, and you love Walken. <laughs> Just <laughs> get overly upset about it, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I just hear you slamming on your desk. <laughs> guy, you gotta chill out. Yeah, I'm checking my polls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your Apple Watch is like see see medical attention. Yeah, <laughs> your heart's freaking out. Like, guy, you gotta calm down. But no, I'm excited to see that. Uh, Honestly, I was going to go see Dune Part 2 anyhow, but now that you've got people like Florence Pugh and Christopher Walken, I'm like, damn, i, I got to see this shit. <laughs> it sounds gas. Plus, I'm excited about the fact that this is, like, I think the first sequel, really, that Denny Villeneuve, the writer-director, has gotten. Because his whole strategy seems to be make a banger of a sci-fi movie that nobody sees, and then get another original property. Yeah. Where, like, he did a sort of a sequel to Blade Runner with Blade Runner 2049. It was a banger. Nobody saw it. <laughs> and then yeah. he did fucking Arrival, which was a banger, and not very many people saw it all. Um, yeah, he does all kinds of them like that. It's like, dude, he, he does a good job. I just, I'm glad that they're giving him a sequel on this one. Arrival was uh, really, really good. That was a really good movie. Uh, so let's see. Avatar, we're in your, your neck of the woods here, bub. Peek yeah, up. we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, no, I'm, Avatar. I'm <laughs> You have no um, idea how up I am. You have no idea how up I am. <laughs> you don't even want to know how up I am. <laughs> so, Avatar: The Way of Water amassed 148.6 million views on its Damn. trailer uh, in its first day. Damn! With Hell 23 yeah. million, with 23 million of those coming only from China. Oh wow! Uh, so, so those numbers put it ahead of all of the recent Star Wars films, including The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. as far as day one views. Which, I mean, yeah, The Rise of Skywalker was kind of a stinker, but it makes sense that they would use that as a benchmark because it's like the final Star Wars movie, right? So you would think right. people would be, you know, flop, but now, now. And the fact that they've got 23 million views from China is kind of a big deal because Disney's kind of been up in the air right now as far as whether they are going to still have a Chinese market or not, because quite a mm-hmm. few of their films have just been not cleared for release there. Uh, so the fact that there's apparently a fair bit of interest in the Avatar property from China gives them quite a bit of hope. I'm sure that they're like, oh, yeah. shit, we're going to make so much money, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if everyone can see it everywhere. That'd be nice. And the other thing to think about is those numbers don't include the uh, the people that are seeing it on the big screen ahead of Doctor Strange 2, which just passed $700 million worldwide after its second weekend. So people are seeing that movie, and it's mm-hmm. in front of that movie, that trailer is. So yeah. you've got a lot of people seeing it there as well as online. So obviously it's getting out there, and I think that's a good strategy to try and remind people of like a, what at this point thirteen year old film, right? Yeah. Like, hey, don't don't forget, here's Avatar. And so yeah. I mean, obviously there is a lot of interest there if that many people are watching it. So I'm willing to admit that I seem to be in the minority as someone who's pretty neutral about the movie overall, even though I'm obviously still going to see it. Well, I'm going to see it with or without you. So 
Well, well, I'll, I'll <laughs> be there, baby. Don't... <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Yeah, don't you fret. Don't you cast me out like that. I'm not a <laughs> leper. <laughs> but no, I did. I just thought, I was like, damn, fuck. Like, because, you know, I don't hear very many people go, you know what's gas? Avatar. But then the fact that, like, 148 million people were like, oh, word? And looked at it. I'm like, damn, all right, well. It is I'll gas. I'm impressed, you know? Uh, so, moving into some gaming news here. Uh, Dusk Gollum, a very well-known leaker in the gaming world, uh, who's had pretty reliable leaks in the past, especially when it comes to Japanese horror games, the Resident Evil franchise. Um, he posted four images to Twitter that appear to be official art from a new Silent Hill project uh, in development at Konami. Um, I'll have to see those pictures. You'll have to send them to me. So, well, that's the thing, is just to add a little bit more, um, what do you call it? I guess, legitimacy to the uh, leaks, they were very quickly removed as a copyright issue. Damn. So that's obviously, like I said, you know, lends a little bit of credence to the idea that, or, you know, these are legitimate if Konami's like, shit, get that down, you know? Yeah. But it's bizarre because, um, like, the last time we heard from Silent Hill was in 2014. There was, like, this weird demo just put on the PlayStation Store called PT. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Holy shit. I, dude, I, I played that. I played through that with like a group of friends and we're all enthralled with it. And the whole thing was that when you beat the trailer or beat that uh, that demo, you're presented with a teaser trailer for this new Silent Hill game called uh, Silent Hills. And it starred Norman Reedus and it was being developed by Hideo Kojima, who made the Metal Gear Solid franchise. And it was in conjunction with Guillermo del Toro, who's a big horror guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck, you know, just losing my shit. And then it got canceled like really soon, like months later. And Dang. Kojima left Konami and the demo was strict, like straight up removed from the PlayStation store. So it was like, well, there goes that, you know, and I was pretty, pretty mega bummed about that. But now you've got this leak coming out and uh, his tweet actually read Silent Hill leak. There's a lot I'm not sharing for now. This is from a relatively new source for me, but I have been given more than enough uh, private proof to believe them. I also will mention the names Anita and Maya, SMS messages, and this is not the only SIH game in development. So I'm not sure if Anita and Maya is like a way of like people that know be like, oh, shit, yeah, this is legit. But yeah, so that's kind of exciting that. And again, like yeah. I said, the fact that Konami was real quick to copyright strike take it, it take down. Images down. Yeah. That's, also, that's what like, sells it for me. Also, fuck Konami, though, because it's like, dude, how are you going to take that away from us? And Hideo Kojima, who was really excited about the project as well. And then, like, you know, almost 10 years later, be like, damn, maybe we should have left that one up. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Because now, now the problem that they're going to run into is people are going to compare it to what could have been, right? Where they're like, yeah, but you had Kojima and Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro, and this isn't any of those things. Yeah. So it's, I think that's something they're going to run up against is people comparing it and going, this isn't, this still isn't what we were promised and then lost, right? Yeah. For, yeah, but, I understand that aspect for sure. But I mean, I don't know if I would still really want to play it. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I love the Silent Hill games. I, I just love that era of like a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Resident Evil. There was one called Dino Crisis that was made by Capcom, which is basically Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. And then um, Silent Hill, obviously. Silent Hill 2 is one of my all-time favorite PlayStation 2 games. And um, so I'd be really excited to see what they do with this. If it is legitimate, which it does seem to be. This is probably the most, like, rumory stuff that we'll cover uh, this week. 
However, we do have a little bit more like <laughs> drama mama in the next one here. Yeah, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was in the news actually a couple of times this week with a title for the sequel being leaked called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yes. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that last episode, though, didn't we? I, I don't think so. I thought I heard the Survivor somewhere. You might have seen it online, but yeah, I don't believe I talked about hmm. it last week. If I did, I mean, shit, I covered it twice, but it looked like it was more recent than last week. Hmm. Uh, however, the larger news was from a former Respawn developer who was on Twitter talking about the fact that uh, they she worked on the first game, and she claimed that they originally, they being some of the dev team, uh, wanted to have the protagonist be black and or female before those requests were pretty quickly shut down by Respawn uh, higher-ups. Uh, okay. And apparently the main reason provided was that they weren't going to go that route was because uh, the films already had Rey as a female lead and the game already had two prominent black actors. Uh, and apparently IGN reached out to Respawn Entertainment for comment and didn't get any response. And then the prior developer who was on Twitter talking about it declined to comment as well. So it's a little bit of a... Bad time to be like, yeah, pass. You know what this world needs? <laughs> a white guy. Like, what's the big hubbub? They're like, listen, they already got him. Like, we right, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's not a like, not why a great. Defense. Is it a big deal? Yeah, and I mean, no, no shade at like Cal Kestis because he's a good character. No, but yeah, also, for sure. They had the opportunity to create any character, right? It's an, a totally wholly original character, and uh, they saw an opportunity to make a a female Jedi or a black Jedi, which both exist. Right, it's not like they're upsetting the 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 status quo or anything like that with doing that, and so right. it's just really odd that that the developer team was like, "I just don't see it happening." Sorry, I guys, they already got they are they, they we already gave them their two characters. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I just, just get a, a weird... giggle that they really you know there are probably people that think you know you know there are no such thing as <laughs> black women Jedi. Jedi or black Jedi, <laughs> and it's just like so you're gonna sit here and tell me that a whole other species a whole different right, race yeah right? like you know, an alien race literally a, be a, a long time guy. ago in a galaxy far far away right and they gotta cut it off you know with, with black humans it's like because what? yeah because a, a black a black woman but i'm a white guy i can't play as a black woman how am i supposed to see myself in her that's so fucking dumb but it happens all the time and so yeah oh just... the racism's killing me uh yeah but no, I, I did think that was worth mentioning that obviously there is still quite a bit of that in the gaming world. It happens, unfortunately, quite frequently that they, you know, in an attempt to appeal to a large audience, they pretty much stick with <laughs> the most cookie cutter white guy they can. Yeah, but it is changing. Uh, but yeah, I just thought for a, a big game that was really successful, it is odd to see something like that. I just don't see why it's a big deal if the character yeah. is black and or a woman. Like, it shouldn't fucking matter. Anyways, moving on. I'm getting boiled up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then, you know, and you know what? Call us. <laughs> call us SJW Cucks, whatever you want to call us, you know? <laughs> we just think people are people. How dare we? I'm triggered! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, Bethesda announced this week that they were going to have to delay two of their major releases for 2022 until, uh, quote, the first half of 2023, which is super vague to go from a, a set release date like Starfield had, I believe, 11-23-2022 set as its uh, release date. And now they're just like, I don't know, sometime before July. Oh, my fuck. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so Redfall was being developed by Arcane Studios, which are the people who made the Dishonored franchise. Yeah. And it's being 
credited as like an open world co-op FPS. And all we've seen is a trailer that closed out the Bethesda showcase at E3 last year. And it kind of drew comparisons to Left 4 Dead with vampires, basically. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not against. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds interesting. Sure. I enjoy the Left 4 Dead games and, you know, vampires. We see a lot of zombies, we don't see a lot of vampires. So, you know, give me something different, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, mix it and up. Then, <clears throat> Stir the pot. And then Starfield is actually the first original IP from Bethesda Game Studios who developed Elder Scrolls and the Fallout franchise. Yeah. Because they acquired both of those games. And so this will be the first one that they wholly invented themselves, right? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Bethesda made the announcement via Twitter and gave no reason for the delay other than that both teams want to ensure that they deliver the fans a polished product. And apparently both teams have really uh, incredible ambitions for the games, which is probably leading to trying to avoid crunch and things like that. Uh, and they also say that they can't wait to share their first deep dive into the gameplay for both games, uh, quote, soon. So I don't know how soon soon is. See, my whole thing about that is like Fallout 76. It's a it's a good game, yeah. but it, it did kind of flop soon as it came out. Definitely. And then you have stuff like No Man's Sky, where it flopped really hard when it came out. And then now it's and a really it just, good it's it, a really yeah. good game. And the, uh, they keep giving it good updates and everything like that. Yeah, same free thing updates. With, right. And then same thing with uh, Cyberpunk really mm-hmm. you know just not finished so a part of me you know sits sits back and goes well you know if that's the reason why they're doing it then i'll hold out hope and i'll be like okay well right i, I can't get that upset about it but then another part's like you should have delegated your time better right and also like a delay doesn't mean time, it'll be better when it releases right and so it's well, like if you it's know, still if a bad you, game if you said this time you know then that's your responsibility I don't know. yeah it's yeah it's a weird where you don't want to be too demanding, but also you're a customer, right? Right. It's not like, yeah, it is. It's a weird, it's a weird spot to be in where you don't want to be like beggars and choosers, but also you're going to want me to spend 60 to 80 bucks on this game. And I've been waiting and setting money aside. And plus people pre-order these games, which is part of why I say don't pre-order them. Right. But you've got people already saying, yeah, I'll give you some money for that. And then to keep moving the goalpost on them, now, granted, this is the first delay for both of these games, sure, but hopefully still. that's the only one, right? I feel and like the there's been a lot of delays on, yeah, I was in say, general. Yeah, there's been delays on a lot of stuff, yeah. I know, and I'm wondering if it's a case of um, still transitioning, like, out of, like, COVID-style development? I don't know, you know what I mean? Where, oh, maybe we're not moving back into the office or whatever, I don't, I'm not sure if that causes anything at all. But someone's uh, got a case of the Mondays. Mondays. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, no, I just I think about the fact that every time they delay a game, it costs them a lot of money because now that's more time that you're, uh, you know, renting office space and paying people. And then you've got to change marketing material over if they had marketing material that said the, the release date already. Now mm-hmm. they have to change marketing material to reflect a new release date. Right. Yep. And they have to extend their marketing budget because now we're going to be marketing for another six months, potentially. So I don't know. It is if they feel they need to spend the money to make the money in that case, it makes me think, obviously, there must be something there. But I don't know. Like I said, games have been delayed that still come out bad. You figure, like you said, Cyberpunk released pretty unfinished and it had like three or four delays before it came out and it still wasn't done. And some people argue that it's still not done. That's what I hear, because I want to get it, but I still hear to this day that it's just yeah. not good because it's not finished, so I just didn't want to. And you, I, you remember me tell, you I, know, saying I how excited it. I was. You have it? Yeah, and I played it for like two days and was like, dude, this is so disappointing. 
Because it was. I mean, mm. it was super buggy, and the graphics weren't at all what they advertised. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it just it didn't feel like that initial gameplay that we saw, where it's like this is a real bustling city. It's like I'm seeing six of the same guy walking down the street here in the same direction. It doesn't feel like a living city like they sold it as. Right. And so, yeah, it was it was just a, a pretty big letdown where I think they gave us a pretty big bill of sale and then couldn't back it up. Yeah. But they can talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. That's right. You know, I'll, I'll bark and no bite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to talk about these games, baby. Where are you at? Yeah. No, yeah, I got them. I got them. You, do you want to start or do you want me to start? We'll just do a little back and forth. And like I said, this is going to be almost list style where we're really going to try not to dig in on any of these. Unless there's one that we're both like, oh, fuck. And then you feel like you've got to get in on them. I got a couple I, I plan on digging in on. Just All right, yeah, so yeah. You know. I've, I'm sure I've got a couple that I could dig into. Like, one for sure that I'm eyeballing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it like a snack. The first one I wanted to talk about is a game called Overland. Okay, yeah. I saw that in some of my lists. Yeah, yeah. Say, so I played it. Uh, it was on it, mobile. Okay. And uh, I think I... You know, I had like I did the free trial for like Apple games, and I think it was one of those yeah, like Apple Arcade or whatever. Yeah. And so essentially, there is these they're not quite zombies, but they're like maybe like aliens. Okay. Um, and you are in a car and you drive into a very cut off, like you're on like a street, and maybe there's like two or three buildings, maybe. Yeah. And. uh it looked yeah, kind of side-scrolly, is that how it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you have to try to get supplies uh, and, like, bring people with you, but also they might have some shit you want. Right. So what are you going to do? And, it, you I know, all decision-based. Shoot them in the back of the head and take their stuff. Right. Um, but as well as the more sound you make, the yeah, like draws more the aggressive. Thing. Yeah, so you don't, like, if you do try to kill them, you're trying to go in with, like, a knife or something, but that's right. so much more difficult. So you have to, like, if you do, like, you're like, I need that shit, I want it, I want it now. Bang, shoot them, get all the shit, try to hustle back. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of there. They're too alerted, yeah. Rock on. And you said yeah, it was a mobile I, game? Yeah, yeah, I, I played it mo on uh, my phone. Huh. And it was, like... On, like, the Switch and stuff. Yeah, oh, dude, if they do, I'll have to get it back. Because, yeah, that game was a lot of fun, but, you know, I just... I don't feel like paying to have... Apple Arcade, right. but so I just enjoyed it while I could. But yeah, I'd love to see if there's like an ending to it or if it's just non psych thing. But it was right. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Heck yeah! So I'm gonna try and start with like a. I don't really have a smaller one, but I can mimic you here. I've got a mobile game on here called Oregon Trail, not Oregon Trail, but yeah. Oregon Trail. Uh, it's making fun of or parodying the uh, <laughs> the educational Oregon Trail game where you're you know in the American frontier, right? Except mm. this is uh, the zombie apocalypse, and you're traveling across in a station opposed to a covered wagon. And, you know, it kind of makes fun of the whole you died a dysentery thing. And mm -hmm. you're still managing, like, the supplies to fix your car and food, and you've got ammunition, and you have to have your med kits and stuff, and you do have to worry about things like bandits and um, stopping to trade and hunt and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And it's been out for, like, over 10 years. I didn't realize that. It started as, like, a browser game Dang, before it was put on mobile. And yeah, it's got all kinds of expansions and stuff now where it's got like the complete edition where now you can choose your routes and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's it's a really good time. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it. It's a fun little like, you know, time killer if you're sitting there waiting on something like for the doctors or whatever, you just pull it up on your phone and 
play through and yeah there's times where you're like somebody gets bitten and you have to pull over and shoot them and you're like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> damn all right we're here to see chris is chris here and you know, i'm just like i just brained somebody i'm here <laughs> yeah you just click lock your phone put it in your pocket you're like here yeah, <laughs> yeah just go back to normal life you know and even better is if you name them all after your friends and stuff and you're like oh my <laughs> god you know <laughs> I just had to I'm shoot so Chris sorry, in the forehead because he got bit, you know? He's on his knees on the side of the road going, just do it. <laughs> just and you're like, yeah. brain right, my doc. ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Doc, tell me what's wrong. But yeah. but yeah, no, that's a good time. What you got? Uh, a nec- the next one I have is, I'm trying to go maybe like from older games to newer games. Sure. Um, Dead Island. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Island. I remember I first played that. I mean, oh shit, maybe fifth grade, sixth grade, maybe. Yeah, I, I remember, remember that on PC when it first came out. <laughs> There's a whole story behind this. Um, <clears throat> I went over and spent the night at a buddy's, and he was having like a little birthday party, and it was me and like four other dudes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is gonna be a complete overshare of my childhood, but Excellent. um. <laughs> So we're all playing games. He had two TVs. He had two Xbox. You know, I was like, this gets the shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so they got Halo on one of them. And then they got Dead Island on the other. And I was like, I've never played. He's like, oh, dude, try it out. It's so much fun. So I remember okay. I just had like uh, an, uh, a boating oar. Yeah. And I was just cracking him on the side of the head, you know, yeah, <laughs> just, just laying in the work. Yeah. And while we're all playing that, <laughs> you know, that first kid falls asleep. And yeah. so everyone like stops what they're doing and looks over and we're all like, oh, oh, you know, let's like put his hand in warm water, make him piss himself. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got to fart. I got to fart. I'll fart on him. And I sharted. <laughs> and I, I instantly got like white faced <laughs> and like pale. And I was like, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom, and I remember I was crying because I was like, yeah, I done shit myself. <laughs> and let alone, I damn near shit on the first kid who fell asleep at the sleepover. Can you imagine? And, <laughs> and I just remember, I shit on him. And I, I just flushed the underwear. And he came back out and acted like nothing fucking happened. I was as right, cool as a cucumber. And just ever since then, oh, I just remember fuck. that that game sticks with me in such a nostalgic way. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I like that. We're talking about post-apocalyptic games, and your discussion for Dead Island is that you shit your pants at a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, I also shit my pants when I play fucking Dead Island. No. Oh, fuck. I lost my whole thought. No, you didn't <laughs> to get in it. Oh, shit. That's by Techland Studios, right? Something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably just wrote down the name. <laughs> yeah, because it was just funny. It was a good game. It's a good game. I'd like to play it. <laughs> it is a good too. game. It is a very good game. Uh, had really good trailers that were not how the game was played, but the game was still fun. But the trailer was yeah. very, like, high-impact emotional. And then you're like... Oh, yeah. It's like an RPG, and you're, like, playing as a rapper who's mm-hmm. beating heads in with a brick. And you're like, all right, this isn't as emotional as the trailer made it. 
So speaking of Techland, I've got Dying Light on here. Yeah, I have Dying Light on mine too. <laughs> well, check that shit off. I beat you to it, baby. Yeah, you did. So yeah, it's by Techland, and it came out in 2015, and it's uh, kind of an evolution of the way that Dead Island plays, where mm -hmm. it's the you know it does have an emphasis on co-op, uh, but the real big thing from that was like the parkour, and oh, like yeah. you and I played through it. We didn't get to play yeah. all of, like the expansions and stuff because no. your computer started shitting itself. Yeah, yeah. You know what but, it is. Uh, <laughs> Y'all don't know what it is. But yeah, <laughs> Mr. We, we had a really good time. Uh, like we blazed through that in a few sittings because we were just like slack jawed. Yeah, we, we would grind uh, the hell out of that game. Yeah, and we did a bunch uh, of side quests too. Oh yeah, we were trying to complete that shit. Like yeah, we were pretty high level by the end, and we we're just slashing people up with just demonic weapons. Yeah. Oh, dude, the the creativity in the weapons is one of the things that yeah. definitely sticks out to me. And like we got such such a kick out of just the simple stuff like drop kicking zombies. <laughs> yeah, we would we would try to like jump over each other and like cr yeah. crouch. Yeah, and just or like <laughs> drop kicking when, off of buildings. Yeah, I was gonna say when you were on the off roof the top like, rope, hey. <laughs> you just would jump off like a three story building, <laughs> just, just drop kick them. Yeah, and I'd be off the top rope, boof, and just kick the shit out of a zombie, and then I'd down myself and I'm like, oh, pick me up, pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> uh, um let's see another one yeah, i have let's see i'm gonna pick one that i'm gonna dog on oh all right yeah get in there uh, I, know we're I told you i had some i wanted a dog on did you yeah all right uh, <laughs> bio mutant i didn't play that i didn't even yeah i didn't play that at all yeah bio mutant i i remember i went to the the store and i saw it and i was like oh shit that looks pretty interesting like i've never i haven't seen anything about it you know? I'm looking at it, I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. You know, basically the whole premise is there's this That's tree you're of hurry, isn't it? Uh you're like a, a fox. Like, so. but you're hu you're human basically it's a game about furries. Um but then there's like weasels and like rabbits. That's what I'm saying. But there's rabbits and weasels, and basically there's this you know, we're all kind of humanoid. Um yeah. because there was like well, like your humanoids begin holocaust. with But yeah, it's almost like a nuclear holocaust, and then there's this tree of life. Um, and that is kind of what brings peace and prosperity, and it's dying. Oh, that's not and good. you have to tr right, and you have to try to you know. There's a bunch of you know the world's broken apart tribes, and you have to try to win them all over or kill them to basically get them out of the way to go save the tree of life. And there's yep. like I think like five or six tribes, and I I killed the first guy because I was like, yeah, you're out of the way. I don't, I don't like you. And then the right. second Fuck one you. he. They were pretty cool, so I was like, all right. Yeah, you know, I, I fought a lot of them, but I was like, you guys have powerful stuff? Like, yeah, join. Yeah. And then after that, they're like, since you got the second tribe to join, all of the other tribes joined you, and then that's it. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking shitting me right now? I was like, I literally played this game for maybe three hours. Damn. Does it have, like, do you think it has replayability? I don't know. I don't know. As soon as that happened, I just, I put it in its case, and it's been collecting dust. Rock on. Damn, well, I'm sorry I had that experience. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, we both are. <laughs> I'm going to throw one out that that uh, isn't necessarily... I mean, I'm not going to dog on it. I had a decent time altogether. But it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't gas or nothing, you know what I mean? It wasn't gas. Uh, Days Gone. Really? I remember you mm -hmm. were playing the hell out of that game. 
Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like, I didn't finish it, and I wasn't compelled to finish it. I basically yeah. played it until I lost interest, and then was like, all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's, ba- they were a little late, like, you figure it came out in 2019, and I'm thinking it was definitely supposed to be a Daryl Dixon type, like, type game. Sure. Um, where, you know, it's about a biker surviving in the zombie apocalypse. And the motorcycle stuff is really fun, as well as there's the whole, like, one of the gimmicks, I guess, from the advertising, was that there are hordes of zombies that are very akin to, like, the World War Z movie, where they're just, like, a, a wave of, th- of, you know, they're all one entity, just a wave of them, mm-hmm. crawling over each other and shit chasing you. And that was kind of scary, like, where you'd be riding the bike, and you're like, oh, or even worse <laughs> is if you got caught on foot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I did it. The story was, like, pretty mid at best, and there was times where I'm like, all right, come on, scoot it along here, what are we doing? And I, yeah, like, like, the story wasn't, on? yeah, the story wasn't compelling enough to keep me playing it, and the gameplay got kind of repetitive, so I just stopped. But mm-hmm. like, when, I, when I first played, like, the first couple hours were really enjoyable. Uh, and I think if you've got a PS5, it's free. It's on part mm-hmm. of, like, the PS Plus collection on the PS5, okay. so... That's how I got it. Like, that's the other thing is I enjoyed the first few hours and I did pay for it. So, right. That does kind of color the opinion a little bit. Let me see. The next one I have down is, ooh, Dead Rising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. I remember again, it it was almost like that wacky kind of goofy. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, Put put fucking hats and shit on the zombies. Yeah. But I mean, I remember that shit was so good. I mean. Yeah, especially because I kind of played that when I was a little younger, so it, it was a nice <laughs> right. segue into really enjoying these things instead of being scared shitless. Um, right. But yeah, I just remember even like the story behind it, like meeting all the different characters you have to fight. Like I remember there's like the samurai guy who it <laughs> yeah. sounds like he's a little crazy. Um, and yeah, and we just end up killing him with that katana, and you know, and it's it is like <laughs> it's funny, like there's zombies around you, like banging on the fence, and you are just worried about this guy, and you're the just single like, guy, and you were both just fighting with swords, right? As you do, right? And so, a very good game, very funny, uh, and it is something that I feel like I would be able just to joy ride around and like get funny, like yeah, attire, and yeah, and just and kill then... a bunch of zombies for like two hours, yeah, yeah and then be like, all right, cool. Did you get to yeah. play the second one at all? The place in no, Vegas? no, I have not. That one's a lot of fun. They kind of increased the, or I guess, put a lot more focus into the weapon crafting in that. Okay. So you can make some really bizarre ass weapons, where you have, like an ore from like a sporting goods store, mm-hmm. and like a kayak ore where it's the double ended, and then chainsaws, and you just get chainsaws on either end of your ore, and you just start paddling through the zombies. Jesus. Just, yeah, it's badass. But yeah, it is that same dumb, like, tongue-in-cheek. And mm-hmm. I did like the idea of putting a time limit on things, so it does kind of encourage you to maybe play it more than once, because you might just right. miss some stuff, because you're like, well, I don't have time to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Good good call-out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. I've got... In a, <laughs> still zombies. We're, we talked about that before this. A lot of post-apocalyptic games are zombies. Are zombies, yeah. Like, literally, like, ten minutes before the podcast. Yeah. We were like, we got a lot of zombies in this. Uh, no. Telltale's The Walking Dead. Now, I I haven't played too much of that. I know, um, you know, Clementine, I, I, spoilers, I, I guess, I'm not... Yeah, as I say, yeah, it's a uh, ten-year-old game, we can go ahead and spoil it. But I know, like, Clementine, um, I know 
Oh goodness, I can't remember his name. Lee. Um, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's dead, as well as Clementine. Yeah. Like has like a kid or like a little brother situation. Yeah. So I I'm specifically going to talk about season one because they're all mm-hmm. good, but season one is like peak. Yeah. Uh, the story was just so good. Um, I I'm a sucker for a good narrative, but I do enjoy when it gives you choice, which is kind of yeah. Telltale Games' whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is you know making decisions and your decisions having an and it does. Yeah, I mean, those it, are it, really it, good. It gets you really enthralled in the story, like you're talking about. Lee is dead, and so it does. It gets you really enthralled in the story, and you're like, just I really want Clementine to be okay. And they do a really good job of making Clementine your like your focus. That's your priority, right? Yeah. Is this little girl? And I remember specifically like being so into it that when Lee got bit. I was like, no, no, I'm like losing my shit. And yeah, and then when he died, I cried. It was a good game. I'm like, man, this is solid shit right here. But yeah, uh, and it did. It kind of fell off a little bit, especially season three was almost entirely unrelated uh, to the the two prior seasons. And I didn't play the final season, which I I would like to go back and do. Yeah, for sure. Um, A game I put on here, speaking of you crying crying at games, uh, The Last of Us. Yeah, I've got that too. Um, part one and two. I guess I'll I'll talk about part one if you want to talk about part two since we both have it. Sure. Uh, you know, actually swap it because I want to talk about it too. All right. So you want me to just talk about The Last of Us? Yeah. 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 So it does a really good job. Uh, uh, it, it was a Naughty Dog game, which is the same people that made the Uncharted series, and so it was a really nice, real big change of pace. You know. Mm-hmm. And it was actually one of my most anticipated games of all time. Like when I saw yeah. the trailer for it, I was like, "Holy fuck, I've got to play this!" And well, like, you got to think over... that's that's how we met, like, or that's how we really connected is through yeah, The, the Last, Last of Us multiplayer. But I'd played that. Like it came out in 2013, and I was like, I drove over to to the game, like the GameStop that I'd pre-ordered it at, picked that shit up, and I went to work that day because it was middle of the summer, you know. And I came back home, and I was like, oh, fuck. And I just played through it. Um, and it's so good. It does a really good job of being a um, a road trip story, which I think a lot of uh, post-apocalyptic games do kind of lean into sometimes if it's a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really uh, being a character game of, like, person you play as. Again, similar to uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead. It's the idea of playing as an adult male who has a, a kid in their care that they kind of just fell into, right? Mm-hmm. And then having to develop that relationship together and keep them safe. Uh, and it does such a good job of getting you, like, wrapped up in their story together. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, like, all the twists and turns that happen along. And it's an interesting uh, a look at the apocalypse because it is still... It's 20 years after the fall of mankind, basically. Mm-hmm. Or society, I guess. And so you get to see pretty man-made structures that have started to be taken back by nature. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and so yeah. it's not like it's not like the very far future, you know, where everything is just gone. But it's, you know, recent enough that, yeah, the, the skyscrapers are still there. They just also have trees growing out of their third and fourth stories and stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, nature's taking it back. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things about, you know, The Last of Us that I really do appreciate, uh, I lost my thought, um, <laughs> is how real the because you know obviously it's a zombie yeah. game but right. it's f- from cordyceps which is a real thing 
Um, it's yeah. a or a fungus yeah, it's that a parasite fungus. Yeah, uh, grows inside insects. That I you know I was watching a documentary about it, and yeah, it actually keeps nature in check. That's what the fungus is. It's to keep any uh, one insect you know species uh, away from being too big because it's yeah, like, like bigger. The yeah, the bigger the colony is, the the higher chance that it's going to happen. Right, so it kind of helps keep that that in check. Yeah, and I just like how it made sense with the, you know, it just made the bridge from insects to man. And with us being, like, the most populous yeah. mammal on Earth. Yeah. It just, it, it felt, for as silly as zombies are now, it felt very real, like, a, a, a yeah, that could probably happen. Yeah, it manages to take a, like you said, silly, I guess, or, you know, a pretty fictitious uh, monster and make it as real as it could Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to suspend your disbelief too much. Yeah. And the, I remember we, you know, we really got to talking about this, especially when the second one came out. Um, The first one is about, you know, love, you know, acceptance. Um, And this is, I'm not sure if you were done, but I was going to segue into the second one. Okay. And the second one's about like hate and revenge. Um, and Ellie has a tattoo that, you know, I, I really want uh, mm-hmm. of the, you know, the moth on her on her arm, uh, just yeah. because, you know, we would always talk about uh, like revenge, you know, comparing to like a moth and a lantern, like close the moth yeah, would the get moth before. Yeah, it dies because it gets too close. Um, right. And I remember like this is a big spoiler here. So if you haven't played the game, but it's been out for a minute now. Um, right. But, you know, as at the very end, when, you know, so Ellie's chasing we are introduced into this character. Her name is Abby. Um, and in the first one at the end, Joel kills a doctor because Ellie's basically the cure. Joel kills the doctor. That's going to cure it. But Ellie dies. Um, Ellie would die if they made the cure following. Right. Uh, (laughs) So Abby (laughs) is the daughter of that doctor. Who's come to kill Joel. You've got this. You're so good. I'm so solid, baby. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I'm like a block of wood. Um, <laughs> uh, but so Abby came to kill Joel, who killed her father, and does so. And then they kind of scurry back, you know, in their victory. Yeah. And Ellie is left with this hate of wanting to kill Abby. Yeah, so, wanting to find know, the people that did it. So they go, and you know, at, or Ellie and a couple other people go and basically start picking off their teammates. And, yeah, uh, out of in, revenge in Seattle. In Seattle. And, uh, you know, she finally gets to the end and she gets Abby and it's this big old brawl and they're fighting. And it's been like years, like a, a good. Yeah, I think it's been about two passed. years. Yeah. Um, and at the very end, she's, you know, you know, punching her and stuff like that. She's holding her underwater. Kind and throughout this her, entire yeah. thing, she's getting these flashbacks of just seeing Joel dead. Yeah. And as she's kind of holding her down under the water, she gets a flashback, but it's Joel sitting playing a guitar. And it really just yeah. brings them, you know, up to the light of. Is this what Joel would have wanted? Right. Yeah, like, Joel wouldn't have wanted all this. He just wanted, he would have, you know, just let it be. Plus the significance being that in that scene, she's, you know, trying to drown Abby, and Abby bites her finger, some of her fingers off. Yeah! And uh, Joel taught Ellie to play the guitar, and so, Mm -hmm. like, kind of the last thing that she has of her ability to play the guitar, and the guitar that he gave her, which is why she has that flash to him, and now she's unable to play the guitar because she's missing some of her, her fingers for the chords. Because of how much hatred she had. 
Exactly. Yeah. Her, yeah. her pursuit of revenge cost her that. Yeah. And which, you know, kind of goes back to that, that moth in the flame. Yeah. Um, I remember as I was playing that and watching all of that happen, I was sitting on my couch and I mean, I just had tears rolling down my face just because it was such a, <laughs> such a heavy, yeah. such a heavy thing. And, you know, having that connection from the first game, um, and in a stupid, silly way, you know, like, that's how we met and we're so close. And I was just like, <gasps> you know, like, I couldn't <laughs> help but, like, cry a little bit. And it's such a good game. And it gets a lot of hate, which I don't yeah, like. Yeah, which I don't think is deserved, yeah. No, I think a very good game, very solid story. Uh, so if you have something to say about The Last of Us Part Two, uh, definitely send an email at simplywilmedmailbag at gmail.com. And I probably mm. won't read it because it's stupid. Right, yeah. Yeah, call us SJW Cucks if you want, you know. <laughs> Just bring on the the cuck explosion. Yeah. But no, Last of Us Part 2, very good game. Very good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about how zombies are super popular. Uh, what if we went the other route? Uh, we, I think you probably have this on your list, The Long Dark. Yes, I do have this on my list. Let me check yeah, it out. Yeah, The Long Dark is on pretty much all platforms at this point, I think. Now that it's I think on it's console. even on Switch. Yeah. And so that's really cool. But it started as just this PC indie game by a, co a company called Hinterland Studios. And the premise is super simple. It's like basically a, a geomagnetic event, right, that plunges the world into winter and knocks out all power. <clears throat> and there's no zombies. There's no there's no human enemies either. It's literally you again. Like you're going to freeze. You're going to starve. You're going to break a leg and not be able to go hunt. You're going to mm -hmm. fucking accidentally get poisoned by eating the wrong berries you might get attacked by a wolf or a bear uh mm -hmm. it's just there's a lot and and it is intense and it's really hard <laughs> like there's times it's super fucking like, hard everything wants to kill you and <clears throat> one of the things that the developers talk about a lot that i think it really nails is that one of the main like characters they call it in the game is like loneliness mm -hmm. and it and really it nails that feeling yeah, like in that game, like I just I remember, you know, when I first started playing it, I would just be alone, you know, and just light a candle and like turn off all yeah. the lights. And I'd be like, all right, like I want to be yeah, like I'm going in. Yeah, like it's and it is. It's not it's something you can play lately, like walking down a, a like some railroad tracks while a blizzard's setting in. You can hear wolves off in the distance. Just like I just got to find a building to get into, you know, yeah, and start a fire and try to stay warm enough try to survive another day. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you mark you mark successes in hours and days where you're like, all right, that's one more day, you know. And, and a lot of times you're in a spot where you're like, all right, well, I made it today, but I cannot guarantee tomorrow because I just ate the last can of food. So tomorrow I've yeah, got to go better. find what I'm going to eat. Mm -hmm. And it does. It does a really good job of just being uh, a survival game that is strictly man versus nature, which like we've mm -hmm. been talking about, that's hard to come by post-apocalypse. And I'd like to see more people attempt it. Yeah. Because it is interesting to have that that whole other, you know, when, like we talked about, when when society and rules and all that are stripped away and it's strictly you and nature and I just have to make it, you know, it does put you in an interesting perspective of like, okay, what would I do, uh, you know, to survive? As well as it's such a good game. You and I would talk about how we want it to be a multiplayer game, but also we're not sure if we want to take the fundamental of it being so isolated being and so alone. lonely away. Yeah. And they did talk about that they're adding mod support this year because it's also a game that's constantly getting updated. Um, and so, I mean, maybe with mod support being added in, people might try and mod multiplayer in. I don't know how extensive of mods they'll allow, but if they could mod multiplayer in in a 
a way that doesn't upset that dynamic. Like we talked about, it's a pretty big map. Maybe they, you know, you both spawn somewhere in the map, but you have no clue where the other one is. And, you know, in that game, because of how how tough the, the elements are, you know, traveling a relatively short distance might be, ta- you know, pretty taxing. Yeah. And so it'd be hard to get to each other. No, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, um, I just... yeah, It's so good because, like, there's so much... I, I, I think just, like, the smaller detail in it, like, you can build... Because, like, if you're on this road or forest or frozen lake, like, there are points in time where, like, fuck, I am not going to make it. Like, what the hell am I going to do? And you can build little snow huts that, you know, when you're looking at it, you're like, yeah, like, it ain't much, but, yeah, like that. But it might get that would work. And so it's just, just... yeah, such a good game. Yeah. Desperation is a a big part of it where you're like, yeah, well, you know, like eating dog food or, you know. Yeah, you got, like, five cans of food. You think you're hot shit. Like, (laughs) oh, fuck. I'm eating like a king. Yeah. And, like, just simple stuff, like, getting mauled by, you know, getting attacked, and now my jacket's torn and ruined, and I'm uh, cold. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, I survived the wolf fight, but did I? You know, because now the cold might be. In the long run, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Keeping, I was going to say, keeping that uh, not zombie, um, I have the forest. Yeah. Uh, Which we, again, I feel like we we played through, and again, we grinded through. Yeah. Yeah, we we would. Yeah. Um. Which was a very good, like, surprisingly a very good story. Like, the story wasn't as big, but, like, the mm-hmm. more it went on, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, what's about to happen? Okay. Yeah, there was more story than it seemed on the story. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, so, playing through the story was a lot of fun, getting the cool gear and stuff like that, as well as, like, you get a chainsaw, yeah, you get a chainsaw, don't you? Yeah, at some point. Yeah. And so, just, you know, getting all that fun stuff uh, was a lot of fun. As well as, again, it is a matter of survival of nature when trying to make sure you have enough food, uh, you know, making like poisonous food or, you know, food that's gone bad uh, was yeah. a big one. Because if you don't dry meat, I think it like expires within that day. Yeah, um, something like that. And, or a couple days. and sometimes, yeah, you'll be chopping down a tree or something and you see food and you're like, oh, fuck, I need to get that. You get it. And then you're like, all right, I got to get all this wood back. Time flies and the food's gone bad. Yeah, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, and so, you know, stuff like even that. as simple as, you know, getting crushed by the falling tree. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Dude, I remember we were playing and I chopped down a tree and it just crushed the base. Like, completely. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And we stopped playing. We just, yeah, we just like, stopped playing for like a month. Yeah, we're like, well, great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Dude, a lot of hard so work. Gone. I was so mad. <laughs> um, I think, you know, with our, our time, we could probably get maybe like two more each. Okay. Because we're coming up on like 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. So let's see. If we want to keep with, uh, there's one that I'm saving for, for my last, I think. Um, so if we want to stick with the non-zombie, uh, you know, man versus nature type stuff, Frostpunk is a really good post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. That's super different from anything else I've got on the list because it's a, a post-apocalyptic survival-based uh, city builder. Yeah, which I, I that's like one of the first games I've seen like that, and I want to yeah. see more. Yeah, well, it's got a sequel planned for release this year. Yes. That's why I like uh, to hear. 
but no, so Frostpunk is basically like an alternate future or present, I guess, where a string of uh, natural disasters cause the world to go into winter. I think it's a volcanic winter. Um, mm -hmm. And basically humanity has built these things called engines, and they're these large uh, spire, basically, this big tower in the center of these little settlements that they build that generates heat. And the whole idea is you're trying to, you're basically the mayor, I guess, settlement, and you're building the city up around this this big heat generating pyre, and you get to choose laws and things like that, and how you're going to divvy up your population as labor. And it does make you actually make some moral decisions uh, quite a bit. We're like, yeah, this law might be immoral where it's like, are we going to use child labor? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, I think we are, because we, we need, need all hands workers. on deck. Yeah. yeah. And then there's other times where it's like, all right, how, what do we do with the dead? Well, uh, do we have funerals for them, or do we just, you know, when you have the funerals, I think the, the payoff is like, you know, the it boosts morale, but also it, everybody stops working for however long it takes to have the funeral. And you're like, well, that's like, my I don't, we don't, and, you yeah, know, we, we don't, don't have time. Know, to, yeah, we don't have time to, you know, do shit. So then you have to, after, otherwise you have to like pick just a burial mound and you just stuff people down on the snow. Mm-hmm. And it's As one really does. Good. And and you know, and the weather can change where like it, as time moves on, it's like, oh well, we've got a big you know, we thought it was cold now. Wait until a couple of days. And you're like, oh fuck, I'm not ready for Dude, that. yeah. The last ten days in that game yeah, is a fucking it's like negative a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And it's just nobody goes to work. You better hope that we've got enough food and the house is warm. And, uh, you know, enough population that as people starve and freeze, sick and die, we might have people left at the end. And that was kind of how we how we won it. Yeah. yeah, that was hardcore. And it's it's really fun. And yeah, like I said, it's got sequel plan for this year. And I really enjoyed the idea of like, <laughs> by the end, you're choosing ideologies and shit where it's like, yeah, we're yeah. running this as a police state, you know? Yeah. Mandatory fun. You know, nobody complains because, you know, all is good. Yeah. Very good game. And again, that was one that we grinded hard. Yeah, we played that in like a sitting. Yeah, like <laughs> we were up to like, like four. Yeah, we were <laughs> up so late. And then you just crashed. That was at the apartment, and you just yeah, crashed, just crashed on my on couch. couch. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. If we only have two more, um, shit. I'll probably say just because my love for the third and fourth one. Mm -hmm. Um, Fallout. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of love for all. New Vegas is really, you know, probably the best one. Dude, New um, Vegas is like the one that I was saving for the end. Yeah. Oh shit. What? My fault. No, you're good. Like I can. There's another one that I can put at the end. Well, I, well, I'll talk about Fallout, but I won't talk about New Vegas, and then yeah. that'll be your last one. Then I'll go again. Um. Okay. So yeah, Fallout Three. That's the first Fallout I ever played. Yeah. Um and. Just, you know, such a, the soundtrack to it, yeah. you know, it's so, you know, funny and I, I love just because it's like that old, like, I want to say like yeah, what, they, that retro futurism. Yeah, it's called Atom Punk. And um, so, yeah, I have all the, that, you know, that music going around and, you know, we always make the joke, uh, we'll be literally killing like <laughs> a four foot just cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just you just hear the song. Mutants. He's hacking and whacking, you know. And, it's yeah. just, and so it you know, it's so goofy and it's so much fun, but I truly love just 
the aesthetic of it, just the concept of it. It is more of like that sci-fi. You have lasers, um, right. you know, and all that. Yeah, because the world ended in 2077. Yeah, but they found, what was it? They found nuclear energy or, you know, discovered nuclear energy in like the yeah, 50s. Instead of, yeah, instead of after uh, World War II, instead of us going into a nuclear, like, Cold War, like a you know an arms race, we discovered nuclear fission instead of fusion. No, fusion mm-hmm. instead of fission. And yeah. so we created renewable energy and we had just big spike of, you know, scientific discoveries and technologies and things like that. And then by 2077, we've worked our way back around to nuclear war. Mm-hmm. And China and the U.S. open nuclear war and destroy the world. And everybody yep. goes down into the vaults to hide. Mm-hmm. And the vaults open at certain times. in the Because each game is a certain length in the future. Yeah. Which, really quick, um, we were talking earlier. We talked about, like, you know... About 76. Well, after that, I was, when I was saying, yeah. I often like to daydream about, like, games that would be good that aren't yeah. zom- you know that are kind of different and one of them would be you know it's just a very real maybe modern i'm not quite sure but you know uh you know nuclear war happens and uh bomb drops but the thing is is you know how many how many years do they predict that we'd have to stay underground before the radiation's livable no oh, i have no clue basically something where it's like right all right so like the year after that mark yeah people just come out. Yeah, like, what's that look like? Yeah, and I want it to be... More realistic than a Fallout? Yeah, I think that'd be interesting, just noticing and well, seeing, Fallout's like... Fallout's kind of sci-fi everything's, fantasy. Everything's dead. Like, there's no color in this game. Right. And just almost maybe, like, that horror style, but not in the sense mm-hmm. of jump scare, but in the sense of, like, a psychological, like, oh my god. Yeah, well, I mean, you could do kind of the long dark, where now it's nuclear winter. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know? Have you ever watched the movie or read the book, um, The Road? Is that with the the old guy and the young kid? Yes. Yeah, I, I've read very little of the book. Um, I've probably read it. parts to you. You 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 could have. Um, but I remember I've seen the movie. It's it's been a it's been a while. Yeah. But I've but seen that's kind of what you're talking about. Where it's just this super grim, and you know, the one the only like living thing left is people. You know, and it's like, okay, well, so then some of the implication there is you're looking at cannibalism, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's some really horrible stuff that you see in there. Uh, and the basically the big theme is it's a father and his son, and it's what would you do to keep your kid alive, right? And still mm-hmm. try and, ins- you know, instill good moral values in them in a world that really doesn't have morals anymore. Yeah. And I think that'd be an interesting game to kind of look into uh, you know yeah. you could try and do what you're talking about and combine it with something like that sounds like we're about to make a game we're gonna call it the path copyright <laughs> yeah yeah patent pending um so this is my last one right mm-hmm. i mean i guess there's no rules we make the fucking th- that's the, you're just, goddamn right like yeah yes. yeah <laughs> i like that energy keep that energy <laughs> it's anarchy <laughs> you know uh yeah you know what fuck it i'm gonna do two more because there is one that i really want to talk oh about. shit but I do want to talk about Fallout New Vegas. Uh, so I'm going to talk about New Vegas now. because uh, So Fallout New Vegas is my probably most favorite uh, post-apocalyptic game. It's uh, it's at least in the top three. And it's the best Fallout game. Like, don't fucking argue with me. It's the also the only one not by Bethesda Game Studios, like as far as uh, the first-person shooter ones go. Mm-hmm. It's developed by Obsidian Games, which I've talked about before when I talked about I was playing their... Uh, 
um, Outer Worlds. Yeah. Yeah, but Obsidian does such a good job of, like, world building and making every side path and story and things like that feel really important. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you can run down, like, you know, one of my first times playing Fallout, I met up with uh, a sniper in this town called Prim. Or no, he's not in Prim. He is in Novak, which, uh, again, kind of that world building stuff. The town's literally called Novak because it's got a motel sign out front and the no vacancy sign. All that's left up there is Novak. <laughs> and so like that's that the town's just called Novak, you know, and <clears throat> you meet up with a sniper there and he's got this whole story about how wife was kidnapped from their home and sold to these slavers. And so then you get a side mission with him of like, we want to get Boone his like closure. Right. And so I played through this whole storyline of following Boone's, you know, clues and things like that. And you take it all the way to the top and you fight the bad guys, you know, or really the good part about the game is you kind of get to decide who the bad guy is because mm-hmm. um, there's so many different factions. But there's this group called Caesar's Legion who are basically uh, barbarians. Okay. And you follow all the way up the, the chain and you take down Caesar's Legion and all that. And then you're like, I was like, man, wow, whew, cool. I beat the game, you know. And then I realized that I hadn't beat. That wasn't even the point of the game. Like, that was just one long side huh. mission, basically. And I was like, holy fuck, that felt super important. You know what I mean? Right. And to then realize that, shit, there's so much, so much more to this game. And then the really good part about it is being able to mod it now in retrospect. Because uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I've played it so many times that you can still keep it interesting and fresh by, by modding yeah, it. Yeah, because we, we had See? that mod for that we played for a little bit where we got to play yeah. together. Yeah, the multiplayer, it still needs a lot of work, but I like the idea of it. Because I think that's one of the things that, not to pick on 76 too much, but Fallout 76 doesn't feel as much like Fallout as it could, I think. Yeah. And so I think something like just taking a game like New Vegas that is really loved and is obviously um, a work of love by the people that made it, uh, and making it something that you can share with you know your friends. Mm-hmm. I think you uh, if, we're, if you're each doing two more, I'll do one more after this. Yeah. Okay. Um, you just want your words to be last, don't you? That's actually that's, correct. Actually, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, yeah no, like you, you're, that's yeah. If you were a nail, I like I hit you on the head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. Go ahead. State of decay. Yeah. Yeah, you were the one who actually introduced me to that game. Yeah, cause... State of Decay two. Yeah, like Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's one I have. is State of Decay two. Um. But basically, there's this outbreak, but there is... It's a, a zombie outbreak. <laughs> yeah, it's a zombie outbreak, but there is a cure. Yes. Um, and so it's really interesting to, like, if you get bit, you're not you're not but. dead entirely, but, you, like, you better hustle back and get that mm-hmm. cure before the infection gets bad. So it is interesting to see, like, people, and you know, as, as you grow, you can recruit more people. Yeah. Um, and, like, help them out, and, which like, is really interesting. <clears throat> And the nice thing is there's not, like, a main character. No, no, not at all. Like, the people that you add to your settlement are just people you can play as now. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. We're like, oh, yeah, this guy died. I guess that sucks. I, I developed that character, but now I've got all these other people back at the base that I could play as. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you get to build, like, a base and, you know, uh, you know, uh, like, food, more storage, um, you know, a yeah. living quarters, all that stuff, as well as, like, you know, surround your walls and, um, you know, getting cars because like, yeah. if you don't have a car, you're kind of fucked. You're like fucked. you need a car, yeah. and um, and they're making really it free, apparently. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to play it. 
Um, yeah. yeah, just a really fun, like there's these, we had a good hive, time. With that it was co-op. Yeah. And, uh, there's like these hive infestations. Yeah. And mm-hmm. basically they're creating more, you know, or like sp- spreading the infection. So you kind of have to go in and destroy it. But, like out. there's waves because you're destroying like a, a, a nest. And so when something like that happens, you know, all of their heads, like start freaking mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And you know, it is one. You can have strategy to it, but you could also... I'm a very barbaric player when I'm in video games, so you yeah. can have both, um, and most of the time I'm barbaric, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. No, you're very much like, me Mongo, me destroy. Correct. Fire bad. <laughs> no, fire hurt Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see, I've talked about almost all of mine. That's kind of nice that we got to do that, but yeah. my last one that I want to talk about is kind of a technically, right? Where it's mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic, but a new society has already been put in place, and so it's kind of dystopian as well. Okay. Uh, Half-Life 2. I think I talked okay. about it before on here, that it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um, the Basically, the gist of it is, like, in the first Half-Life game, you're just a scientist out in the middle of, like, the Nevada desert working on portal technology, and you accidentally open this portal, and this alien comes through. And is, uh, you know, wreaking havoc on the base. And, like, the military is called in to try and contain the situation and stuff. And you're just trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a really hard turn into even more, like, odd sci-fi world building. Where this okay. gentleman in a suit... The first game's from, like, 1998. Graphics are pretty mm-hmm. rough. But it's really good for the time, you know. Um, this weird dude in a suit, like, pauses time, basically, and tells you, like, Thanks a lot. You did a lot of work for us. You helped us out. You have no clue how valuable you've been. Uh, and basically offers you a job with him and his benefactors, but the alternative is like, you know, take the job or I'll give you a fight that you're going to lose. And it's like, well, that doesn't really give me a choice. So right. he kind of like just takes you away and just plucks you out of time, basically. And Half-Life 2 opens up with him basically telling you like, yeah, he, he wakes you up and he says, you know, wake up, Mr. Freeman, it's time to smell the ashes. And, uh, you are on this train coming into what's called City 17 and come to find out uh, through like the world building that you, uh, you know, when you open that portal and those aliens came through, those aliens were running from another alien called the Combine and the Combine followed them to Earth. And apparently something called the Seven Hour War took place and the Combine took Earth in seven hours. Damn. And so you're coming in like, like 15 years later, basically. Uh, mm-hmm just being dropped in out of time. And uh, there's like this whole government put in place and all that where the combine completely run earth and you have to start like a resistance movement. And so you kind of get this odd world building where it's like, so this weird dude who can kind of work outside of time is putting you in places where he make the most impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that interesting set there and it came out in like 2004 and the graphics are really good and the gameplay is still really fun. Like I've played it as recently like four years ago um and it's still one of the best like fps games i've played in a long time yeah uh, i i haven't played any of the half-life so i mean I, i'm really over here like listening like damn that sounds like a good game yeah and it does a really interesting thing especially for 2004 of there's no cutscenes, so all of the story building is either through like the world or you know in in-game conversations and stuff like that that people have and yeah, it does a really good job of yeah dragging you through it, and you're like, fuck, I just want to keep playing. Yeah. Which makes the fact that Half Life Three just never happened even more depressing because it ends on a really major. Cl- 
Damn. Yeah. So that was my last one. What you got to finish us off here? Uh, be last one. Oh. <laughs> Not funny. Oh. Oh, it's banging. <laughs> so I'm really, really looking it's forward. Fortnite. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the game the day before. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, you all thought I forgot it, huh? Well, I didn't. No, I fucking reminded you last week that they delayed it by a year. I know, and I shit my pants and cried. Um, <laughs> and you also got bad news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you were gonna your, yeah. yeah, you were going <laughs> to shit your pants and cry either way. But uh, As exhibited by Dead Island. It... <laughs> Hey man, that kid. I think he knows your pants and crying. I think that kid knows who he is. So, like, if you're listening, (laughs) if he listens to this, he really knows now. Yeah, my My bad, pimp. (laughs) Yeah, that that's on me. I'll take that. (laughs) This kid, if he's listening, knows that you shit at him. (laughs) Hey, haters gonna hate, and the players gonna play. You know, shitter's gonna shit. You know, yeah, shitter's gonna shit. But the uh, you know. The day before is, you don't know too much, but it is a zombie game. Basically, it looks like a finished up version of DayZ, uh, which is a game I didn't get to talk about, but it was on my list. Yeah, it's on my list as well. Um, you know, DayZ had a lot of potential. Quarter, so. Yeah, DayZ had a lot of potential, but they just never finished the game. Uh, the yeah. day before looks like a polished up, cleaned up, finished version of the game. So, And I, I really did like DayZ, so I'm very looking forward to this uh, game here. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I hope it's good. Like that's that'll be fun, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm still I've still got one foot in. It's going to be a disappointment. Yeah. That way, if it is a disappointment, I'm like, yep, yeah, saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think we had quite a bit of good things, and we didn't really get too bogged down on any of them, other than fuck. <laughs> yeah. And if nothing else, we all got the shit story, so that's good. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh man, Chris, what you thinking about this week, buddy? Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. What up, Chris Nation? Um, <laughs> uh, today, I'm actually taking a little bit of a turn. Uh, so it's not a cryptid, but it more of an urban legend. I, I just stumbled across it, um, and I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> Word? So, yeah, dude, I was like, a little mind. This is kind of scary, so I, I was like, oh, I should read that. Uh, this urban legend origins in japan and okay. it is called the slit mouthed woman Word. and uh to put up a little more information about it yeah, scroll down a little bit basically it started back in the 70s and a woman who would wear a mask uh there's a story right here i'll, I'll actually read that is probably better uh, a woman wearing a face mask approach uh, asks a passing child am i pretty if the frightened youngster says she is she asks even like this and removes her masks to reveal a face slit from corner of her mouth to each ear. Um, and if they still say yes, she will let them live, but will carve that into their face. And if they say no, she eats them. Kind of a lose-lose, honestly. Yeah. So, but I mean, it looks like here that in, how where'd it go? The 1978, there was enough... Like, it didn't matter, like, who you were, how old you were, you knew this. Like, this oh, was really? very yeah, well... It was. Yeah, it was big. And um, they said they would have, like, patrols out at night. Like, a lot of uh, neighborhoods would ask, like, the mayor, basically, like, will you put a curfew? <laughs> like, like people wanted... Yeah, people wanted the curfew. And, um, you know, like, it just became such a big thing. 
and I guess one day, I think like in the, I think it said like 88, 19, in the late 1980s, um, yeah. it just went away. Like nothing happened. Stop talking about it. Yep. And nobody was worried about it anymore. So I know that they were asking for like curfews. Was there ever like any legitimate, were there like, you know, sightings or things like that? So it said that there's a bunch, it was just like everyone would see sightings everywhere. And like, soon as they would see it at like, they're like, it's something like, oh my God, I saw, you know. I saw the woman, like, I just ran as soon as I saw her. I didn't even talk. Sounds like yeah. she kind of just sits in a back alley. Um, <laughs> and as like, if, like, someone doesn't see her or, like, walks past her, then that's when she know, swoops. She, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it got to the point like where the government... The clowns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dude, I remember that shit was so scary. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, clowns are creepy anyhow. I'm not, like, afraid of clowns, but there's that weird connotation with them or anymore yeah anymore they're more associated with uh and then so there's just the fact that people are dressed up as clowns with fucking knives standing in the middle of parks at like 1 a.m is just creepy yeah i also loved seeing people beat the shit out of the clowns <laughs> yeah. dude that that was what i was right really quick. looking for that's what i was looking for towards like yeah. maybe halfway through i was like i just want to see him get the snot beat out of him be- <laughs> because he'd do <laughs> something just, like that they beat the shit out of the slit mouth woman <laughs> they just, just work her ass over curb stomper yeah well you'll earn that fucking mask but so i mean it was very interesting i mean and i could go on about this i mean there's stories and stories but yeah very interesting stuff i mean i just thought you know maybe take it taking a little turn to urban legends because yeah it wouldn't be bad i don't know yeah you know if uh if there's smoke there's fire so maybe maybe there was a case of a woman who pop smoke huh pop smoke Pop smoke, pop smoke. Um, <laughs> gun smoke, gun smoke. Gun smoke, gun smoke. Uh, maybe there was a woman who you know was insane or something, and she cut a big old smile and started killing people. Yeah, could be. So yeah, and we just never knew, and or it could became be a kids legend. Were bored and just started a story, right? Like you know? both could be true. That's that's just the joy in it. Yeah, but yeah. thank you. What about that. you? What? Of course. What have you been thinking about? Ah, dude, like I'm a, I'm gonna out us real hard. Like, I think I talked about it last week, but I'm thinking about it. We've been playing... I, in general, I've been thinking about playing more games. Dude, uh, I, I know exactly where this is going, but go ahead. <laughs> I've just been thinking about playing more games in general. I always enjoy it, but anymore, it's like... I, I go to work, I come home. I, I, you know, I put a little bit of time each day after work into at least thinking about what we're going to do for the podcast and all that. And then, mm. obviously, when we make the podcast, a lot of times we do it on a day off or after work, and then I spend a day yeah. off, at least a part of my day off, editing the podcast. So I just, I spend a lot of time not doing, like, just relaxing, playing a game or whatever. And mm-hmm. that this is all leading me to us playing the shit out of modded Minecraft. Dude, I, I, was, I was hanging out with some friends, and you were like, so, uh, you care if I play in the world without you? And I was like, and you're like in a world? Like, dead ass? Like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. And I was like, I mean, that you sent me back. No, you sent me back the most petty. Okay, not even okay. A Y. It was just letters. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, fine, I guess, you know. And then it's like, but you want to go off gallivant and having a social? <laughs> I'm stuck here just daydreaming about Minecraft. And I apparently can't fucking play in it. <laughs> Why didn't you just start a world? Because I wanted to play in our world. <laughs> Open your eyes. He's a menace, Spider-Man! <laughs> but no, it's been a really long time since I've been into a game like we are with this. Where I'm Dude, like, I'll be you're work. stupid about it, bro. 
You're me. Down bad. You're down bad. You are too. You'll fucking text me randomly during the day and be like, "Are we crafting when I get home?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Which means you were at work thinking about Minecraft. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know? Can you cut a brother some slack? I'll also be at work thinking about like, I want to build that shit, or what can we do to improve? Plus, with it being like it's modded, so and we're doing it as part of a mod pack. So there's some mm. mods in there that I just I have no clue what they are. And it's like, fuck, there's like, we're scratching the surface, I think, and we've played quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, we intend to play Minecraft after we record. Yeah, correct. Correct, we're gonna grind it out. <laughs> Rise and grind, gamers. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that G fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Doritos <laughs> and Mountain Dew, that's my G fuel, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. Did Bob someone drink my Mountain Dew? <laughs> Let me show uh, your breath. <laughs> I know it was you. Yeah, it's Mountain Lightning, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> he starts uh, fucking losing it. But no, that's what I've been thinking about. You got anything else you've been thinking about, or you want me to? Um, because you know, I'll wrap that shit up right now. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> no, no, you have something? I don't want to cut you off. Uh, yeah, actually, if uh, if any of y'all shit your pants out there and you want to share it on the Simply One podcast, honestly, God, I like. Is this going to become a pants shitting podcast? Because we got Boo Night, and now yeah, we got we you legitimately shitting, shitting at a kid. <laughs> like, I hope that's past the statute of limitations. Like, is that a crime? Like, <laughs> you, you could have shat on a kid. Like, <laughs> that, like, dude, imagine if it had fucking been a fully formed shit. Thank God for boxer briefs, you know? No, what if it was diarrhea like you're known to have, and oh. it just fucking comes out like coffee? <laughs> I got sensitive stomach. What do you want from me? I got IBS. Oh, my God. Just, I just you would... Like a fucking snake that spits like, venom. Like, you would have to move <laughs> tools. Like, you would have no friends. If you were the motherfucker that <laughs> on the first kid to fall asleep. <laughs> Nobody be having sleepovers with me. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm out of sleepover. You want to come over? They're like, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. um, like no, nah, pass. I'm good, bub. And he's like, I didn't <laughs> say he was going to be there. You sure as fuck didn't say he wasn't. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, you're you're your own urban legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just we'll, sleepover shit. We'll have to yeah, we'll have to think of a good name. If you think of a good name, let us know. It's simply one mailbag at gmail.com. Fuck. No, honest to God, I like hearing shit in your pants stories. Dude, it kills me. Poop will always be funny. Like call me a yeah, Neanderthal, but like it are. just is. Farts and poop are funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got a very embarrassing shitting myself story that I'm not willing to share yet. Uh you know it. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I didn't think about it. <laughs> and so, like, I'm, I'm going to need some engagement from people. Like, you got to write me letter. I need a campaign. Be like, yeah. you know, spread the I'm shit, again, spread the shit, I'm, you know. I'm once again here asking for your donations. <laughs> yeah, except it's just, Colin, tell us about shitting yourself. <laughs> I'm a pretty open you know, book, why, man. Why am I Pooh Knight? Because you're the one that shits your pants. Semi-regularly. Uh, what do you want me from me? You know, like, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm a simple man. I shit my pants. <laughs> it's a simple life. Yeah. 
you know? <laughs> I'm a gambling man. Every fart, I rip it. I don't care. <laughs> I like to test my... I'm feeling lucky, you know? Yeah. Roll the dice. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Enough about shit nurse. Shit happens. Yeah. So, yeah, shit happens. Yeah, so again, like, I really do want to thank you guys so much for support, especially on 10.5. I was really surprised at how quick, like, within an hour, we got several, several, several downloads. Um, so again, if that's a good time for you guys, let me know. We can figure out a different way of lining yeah, it up. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> if you guys did enjoy this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Um, five stars, subscribe, all that stuff apparently is a really big help on iTunes uh, or wherever you listen to it. Uh, and tell your friends about it. Uh, yep. T-Town, I, I just checked like before we recorded. You guys are no longer our number one listener. But Ohio is. Whoa, wow. So, like, you know, what happened? Maybe I thought we had something. I think it's because we started talking shit. Maybe. Or maybe we didn't talk enough. Like, baby, come back. We love you. You can give it all to me. Baby, come back. Tap tap a hannock. Spread the word again. Like, come on, baby. (laughs) I want to see you in the number one spot. Peer pressure in a town. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I am going to start taking out ads on Facebook. Targeted specifically <laughs> at men ages 18 to 65 in Tappahannock, Virginia. <laughs> that just says, listen to Simply Well and Podcast, you pussy. You pussy. Whoa. No, in all honesty, like, you know, T-Town, we got much love, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, Chris, if people did want to get in touch with us, give us feedback, tell us what their favorite game was, because we listed a lot, but there's several more post-apocalyptic videos. Yeah, as well as if you have one that's not a zombie game that's really, really good, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, exactly. So how they, but, how yeah. they hit us with that shit? Yeah, if you want to hit us with that, of course, I'll say it like five times, I'll say it again. You can always send us an email at simplywhelmthemailbag at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply, and both our Facebook and Instagram is simplywhelmedpodcast. That's right. And I'm thinking about us getting a YouTube channel, not to like post videos really, but as just another route of posting the podcast. Uh, you know, really every single episode. I'll have to just make sure you smash that like button. Turn smash on that, bell. that like button. <laughs> yeah. Got Ring that bell to get a notification. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, from, from what I'm reading, a lot of people do listen to their podcasts as YouTube videos. So maybe there's something there and, you know, it'd be a good place for us to post quick, unedited stuff too. If we were just like, want to re- react to the first episode of Obi-Wan and don't want to have a hour long mini sode when it ends. That's uh, true. So yeah, just whatever people want to see out of that, just let us know. If it's even a good idea, let us know. I just want some feedback on that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Obi-Wan, next week we're going to look at some Star Wars comics in preparation for the Obi-Wan oh, yeah. series premiere. So Chris is going to read the new series, uh, what was it called? The War of the Bounty Hunters? Yeah. And that's relatively new, like 2021 into now. I think you said it's only got like five issues. So of course you picked that one. Bingo. No, I really want to see more of like other bounty hunters besides you know like boba fett like i would love to see more about like boss you cut out what'd you say i'd really like to see more of like bosk oh okay yeah 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 Yeah, so stuff like this yeah just cad bane uh just different stuff like that you know that's really what i'm wanting to see yeah i'm gonna read the darth vader series 2020 um there was another series of darth vader comics from 2016 i think that was really good and apparently this is also a very good comic it's like 19 issues in so i might not read all of them but we'll see if i can and if you guys want to read along with us uh go ahead and read those and you can send in your thoughts ahead of time and we might be able to talk about what other people thought as well as our thoughts on so we'd love to hear what you guys thought about them 
So uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next Wednesday. Bye.